Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert and your host. And what's on topic today is something I was just asked the other day. And the reason I'm bringing this here is because I think this is so good for us to do in our marriages. Um, I run some groups that are about marriage. And one of the main things that I look at is um, marriages aren't about the perfect Instagram photo. It's about what's happening on the outside of that Instagram picture. It's not about the vacation that we saved for. It's not about the pumpkin patch or the family gatherings or um, the birthday celebrations. It's not about the band concerts or the, the sporting events. It's not about, you know, how to make that purchase on that house or the, the new car. It's not about any of that. It's not about the date nights. It's not about all the fluff. What true marriage is about and what I teach on, share on, talk on, listen to, work through, mediate is the toughest part of the relationship, and that is about how we argue. How do we argue with each other? How do we fight? Do we actually fight for what's um, the nucleus of that relationship, that marriage, or do we fight against or at that marriage, that nucleus, that core? Are we fighting for, with, and how do we do that constructively, effectively, efficiently, well, How many of us have gone to sleep at night crying, sobbing into our pillows about how broken down the relationship is? I'm I'm saying that because I know, I get it, been there. I've been there for decades and I know what that's like. That's why I went and had to learn another way of having those arguments, another way to do it and do it better. I love the fact we're hearing a siren in the background because it's all an emergency. It's all a crisis, right? But it's going to all come down to what do we do when we're at our worst? What do we do when we're experiencing our worst? What are we doing when there's pain and suffering? When there's pain and suffering that we did not cause and when there's pain and suffering that we did cause, how are we doing that? That is what I share time with. That is what my work is. That is what I love. And I love it because it works. I share solution skills, um, options, ideas on how you can do things differently so that you can take an Instagram photo, you can post something and mean it. And I don't mean mean it for the moment. I came, I am, was in a marriage, and I've been married 33 years. I've been with him about 35. And honestly, in public, you would have thought we were picture perfect. We actually got pulled into our clergy's office by another couple that was so insanely angry with us because in their words, oh, you look perfect. Look at you. You're levitating. These are the things that they actually said inside of our clergy's office. You're levitating because you're so perfect. Your marriage is perfect. Your kids are perfect. And I thought, how ignorant, how ignorant can we be to each other that we would inflict that kind of pain into their world 
without another thought that possibly, just possibly, it's not Instagram perfect. It's not that you're married to your best friend and all is well. It's none of that. And what we used to do is that we would go out, look picture perfect. Why? Because it wasn't there. I wasn't about sharing that with the world. I didn't want to treat him like that in front of the world. Although it got pretty sordid where we would just politely stay away from each other. But in public, you would have thought we were picture perfect. And when we walked in the house, we would go separate directions. And that, that was the problem. That is the problem, is that we are so inundated by society to be feeling shame if we don't have a picture perfect marriage. And if we aren't... Um, portraying that. We have to look like that. And we're doing it to ourselves. It's not just a societal thing. We are, we are feeding that societal frame and, and telling them it's okay to make us married people feel like we're supposed to do it this way. What if the norm was marriage is freaking hard and I'm trying to figure it out. And every day is a new journey to try and do things right or do things different or go against what we've been taught or haven't been taught. For heaven's sakes, they don't teach you this stuff in school, in high school. They don't teach you how to get along with your parents in high school. They don't teach you how to do your checkbook in high school. They don't teach you about interviewing for your first job. They don't teach you work ethics in high school. And then you're thrown out into the world. You go and you get boyfriends, girlfriends, you get married and you wonder what you've done wrong. You haven't done anything wrong. We haven't learned. And I was queen bee of not having learned. I took a broken home life and took that into my married life. I had an idea of what I was supposed to do, but I didn't know if that was what I was supposed to do. And now my work is something, it's sharing information, sharing options, sharing ideas that can get you success 90% of the time, up to 90% of the time. Our success rate and these skills are 60 to 90%. That is better than anything out there. That is better than anything that's going on out there that can help you have better. So at the end of the day, I want to squelch the shame that surrounds having a marriage that's difficult, arguing and not knowing how to argue. We don't need to feel shame around that. Arguing with, with your, you know, that person you married passionately love, loved, love, however you're feeling it, and and not being able to say, hey, I was totally in love with this person, and I want to be again, so I work on it every day. Why can't we be those people? Why can't we stand up, rise up, and say, marriage is hard, but we know how to make it better. Marriage is hard, but we choose it every day actively choose. So here's the question I was just asked. And this is a great tool for us because it really brought up a lot of thoughts. So I'm going to bring it to you and hopefully it'll bring up some thoughts for you. And that is, I was just asked, what was your marriage like before? Now, if you don't know, my husband's had a brain injury for two decades, more than two decades. And it was always a crapshoot. 
um, I thought we were, we had a great marriage and then it was all stripped away from other people's actions. He was in three car accidents in nine months and it rattled him. And then it rattled us, shook us at our frame. That picture perfect marriage dissolved in an instant. And that can happen to you too, with brain injuries, with disabilities, with health issues, with death, with loss of some kind, with challenges, with loss of jobs, with financial strain. It can happen to anybody. And then that's when you see your moxie, your grit. What is the endurance ability? Do you just endure each other or do you, do you know how to walk through it together? Anyway, so I was asked, what was your marriage like before? And I had to think, because when you get into the throes of all the mess and all the upheaval and all the chaos and all the challenge, and you start questioning yourself, shaming yourself, doubting yourself, feeling guilty for everything, feeling irresponsible like you couldn't handle your stuff, you forget. You forget what it used to be like. So I was asked, what was it like? And it took me a minute to go back. And I literally had to hold for a minute sit still for a minute and think back what was it like and that would would be what I'd encourage you to do if you have a memory and if you don't check it check yourself to see if you do and you do that by sitting still pondering when was the first time I saw him or her when was that first time what did that feel like what was the what was an experience that I remember and you go there, and I went there, and I could see in my my head, my mind's eye. I saw in my mind's eye. I remember, he. I would open the door. I forgot that I had, I had kind of reared the children. That when Dad came home, we'd all go running out. Now I didn't really go running out. I just walked out, opened the door. But I can visually see him in my head, where he would almost skip a step when he when I'd open the door and say hi you're home that is what we do and I taught the kids to go to the door and say dad yay you're home and we'd get all excited when he came home I had forgotten about that wow and then he would skip a step and get a big smile on his face and get all excited as he walked in the door that made me realize so I said we were giddy we were passionate. I'd get so excited. I'd hug him. He'd squeeze me tight. He'd notice the smallest things. I remember one day, and I can see it in my head. He walked in, and he hugs me real tight, and then he goes, he says, you have a new lipstick color on. And I remember thinking, how does he know my lipsticks? How does he know how many lipsticks I have and don't have? That is so cool. He would walk in and he'd say, wow, the house looks great. I forgot these things until I was asked. I remember we'd sit at dinner. Do you know he never brought up work? And then one time I asked him, you know, how's work? And he said, oh, fine. Now he called me three, four times a day to talk about work. Um, but... He didn't bring it home. And when I asked him, he said, I don't believe that sitting at the dinner table talking about 
all the mess of the world and other stuff, I don't think that should be brought to the dinner table. I think what we need to talk about is us and each other and how we're doing and what's happening in our lives. And with that, it was like I had total respect for that. But I had forgotten until I was asked. And then something fell out of my mouth because I was on that roll of saying we were passionate, we were giddy, it was fun. I was a priority. He thought I walked on water. Even with all my imperfections, he thought I was perfect. He treated me like I was perfect. We had a beautiful, lovely marriage. Now, perfect? No, absolutely not. He had flaws. We did have arguments. We did we did, I did get wholly angry at him. He did do things that wounded my relationship with him. He did. But that is not the marriage in my head that I had. <clears throat> Those were things that attacked my marriage, but that was not the marriage I had. So when I was asked, I remembered these other things. And then something fell out of my mouth. And it was this. And then I started to cry when I was asked. Weepy tears, not sobbing, but weepy tears. Because I said, in an instant, my marriage, what was it like then? It was safe to be in love. What that meant in my mind and what I could see is that I could hold his hand one day and know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I wanted to hold it the next. I knew that I could, in public, embrace him. And next week, I'd want to embrace him again. And I think what happens over time, and as pot shots are taken at our relationships, and as, as we injure each other, I think we pull away. We, inside, especially women, we pull away. We don't hold his hand. Why? Because he may piss us off next week or say something, or he may walk in the, we, we might walk in the door after going someplace and go home and be dismissed after we walk in the door. And so we pull away. We take those things away from us whether it is inflicted into our marriage or whether it is we are the people causing the injury, they are the people causing the injury, having children causes and distracts from the core, whatever that is. But when I was asked, I had to pause. I took inventory and I saw giddy and happy and, and all these beautiful things. And that is what made me weepy. And then I realized, ha, huh, I have the skills to bring that back. Bring it back stronger, bring it back better. And that is the power. That is our power, is the ability to bring it back. And so I know that there have been times that I've been desperately unhappy, desperately wondering if there is another day of survival in us or in me. And it would be a question like that that would refocus me, 
just for a minute, even if it's to allow me to breathe for a second. That is what being asked that question could do for me. And so I'm asking you, and send me a message if you want. Go to my Facebook page. I have one, Carlene Andresen Savage. I have um, Making Marriage Work for You. You can follow me on Instagram and message me at Carlene Savage Official. You can find me and message me. I would love to hear. What was your marriage like back then? I would love to hear that. I think in one of our Facebook groups, I said, if you could have the, per- the marriage, the perfect idealized marriage that you could pursue and you could describe it in one word, what would it be? And that's on our Facebook page. And so I'd encourage you, tell me, talk to me. I want to know. Just ask your questions if you have them. If you want to know how to get back to that, start with maybe that thought. You may be resistant. You may not want to think of it. I get it. Been there. So understand that mindset. But try it. I was actually, when I was asked, I was asked on the phone. And it was, I was actually sitting in my closet because I had a house full of people. So I'm sitting in my closet on the floor And somebody was asking me this on the phone. If you have to go into your closet and sit on the floor, nobody needs to ask you, but you can imagine me sitting there with you and asking you, hey, what was your marriage like in the beginning? I'd love to hear from you. It's a great day to just ask.